is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Joe Spano. Now, I stand corrected. Uh, going at the break, I said we we're going to talk Lakers. That's next hour. As I said at the top of the hour, we're actually time to talk Steelers. So let's go out to the guest line and bring in from SB Nation. He's one of our intrepid Steelers reporters. He's Jeff Hartman. Jeff, welcome to the program, buddy. Great to talk to you today. Well, thanks for having me. And my pleasure. Uh, let, let's dive right in. I, I guess this offseason, these Steelers are team turmoil. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Antonio Brown wants out. Le'Veon Bell has wanted out. And it looks like in some way, shape, or form, both of them are probably going to get their wish. Would that be fair to say that both of these guys are not going to be in Pittsburgh Steeler uniforms come opening day? Yeah, um, I think it's safe to say that. I would also say that this is not just a team turmoil this offseason. It's been team turmoil for probably the past two seasons, going back all the way to when Le'Veon Bell held out of all training camp when he was franchise tagged the first time. This season has been marred by turmoil with Bell not showing up and Antonio Brown having his issues now in the offseason. Well, things have really just escalated quickly. Um, in my opinion, I don't think at this point in time there's any chance that Le'Veon Bell is going to be back. The Steelers might transition tag him, but that doesn't mean that he'll be back. I think that's just their way of trying to get some compensation. Uh, and then also you have Antonio Brown now. The crazy thing about this situation with Antonio Brown is that he clearly wants out. And it seems like he's doing whatever he can to get out. But he's forgetting that he's he's under the – the Steelers have full control over him. Uh, you, you see other players from other teams saying, hey, AD, let's get together. He's not a free agent. The Steelers are going to trade him to whomever they, they fit. Uh, and it's not necessarily always going to be the best deal, I don't think. I'll give you an example. The New England Patriots off from the first and the second. And I guarantee they wouldn't take that deal because they don't want Antonio Brown and the Patriots. So, really unique situation. I uh, can't recall uh, any situation really in recent years where it's kind of been this public and been this ugly between both sides. But I don't think there's any chance both of them are back next year. Well, Jeff, isn't it time for the Steelers to just move on from Le'Veon Bell? Let's skip the whole transition tag thing. You know, it's becoming more trouble than it's worth. He's a huge distraction. You've already found his replacement in Connor, who's done a hell of a job running the football and being a weapon out of the backfield. Not the same type of back necessarily as Bell, but the results are are pretty darn similar, and so is the versatility. Isn't it just time to move on? At some point, you just have to say, hey, this guy ain't playing for us, and the distraction of trying to wiggle something out of somebody as far as compensation is more trouble than it's worth. Let's skip tagging him, let's let him go, and let's get our pick in the 2020 draft and move on. Yeah, I mean, I can see I, I see both sides. I mean, I can see the, you know, the guy's a cancer, we need to just cut it out, and uh, you just let him go. And you hope to get a compensatory pick for him in the 2020 draft. Uh, but then again, you know, I, I also see the report of, thinking about, well, maybe we could get something more. Maybe we could get something in this year's draft for him if we were to transition tag him, depending on what the price tag's going to be, match any offer or try to trade him. Um, it's, it's a gamble, in my opinion. The transition tag is a gamble. Um, but at the same time, I can also see just saying, look, look it's, it's over. Um, it's, the relationship has been soured for two years now, and it's just time to cut ties. 
personally, I would I would much rather have them just cut the ties, let him be an unrestricted free agent, get your compensatory pick in twenty twenty, and just move on with your with James Conner as your starter. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of rumors and reports state that that's not what the Steelers are planning on doing. So we'll see. I don't think this is over yet. Now let's get to the A-B aspect of it. Now there's a huge cap hit tied to trading Antonio Brown. So I've got to divest myself of a true number one receiver, and there's no doubt that he is a true number one receiver, who, when you look at his contract by number one receiver standards, is actually underpaid when you compare him to some of the contracts around the league. So I'm going to do this, get paid back with, at best, a late first-round pick, more than likely, and I'm going to have to have $18 million of dead cap, uh, dead money on my salary cap. And I understand all the things A.B. has done has probably painted him into a corner as far as your ability to keep him, but the realities are it doesn't seem like very good business to me for the Steelers to trade Antonio Brown. No, it, it's not good business, and it's sad that we're at this state currently, but it's, at the same time, you know, could Antonio Brown walk back into that locker room and, you know, apologize? I mean, if you think about the things that he said, especially most recently this Saturday about Ben Roethlisberger, about Mike Tomlin, um, how he walked out on his team in Week 17 when, during the Bengals game, and that was a must-win must game for the Steelers if they just had a hope of making the playoffs. Um, could he walk back into that locker room? I'm sure because he's talented enough, yes. But I think there's a lot of players that are just they're sick and tired of the whole circus. And it's, it's no surprise that the circus revolves around the two players that we've already talked about during this segment, and that's Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And so I think the Steelers look at it and say, if we can trade him and we can get a first-round pick for him, yes, we're going we're gonna to take a, a salary cap hit because of the dead money. But at the same time, we're going to be getting something in return. The question is, do you think the Steelers have to ask themselves, do they think they can still be offensively as powerful this season if they didn't have Antonio Brown compared to if they did? It's tough to say yes because if you get a draft pick, there's no guarantee there. I mean, Antonio Brown's a proven commodity and draft picks are not. Uh, so it'll be really interesting. There's a lot of people that say the Steelers probably won't get a first for him. I find that hard to believe. If Joe Flacco can get a fourth, I feel like Antonio Brown can get a first. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Antonio Brown, it, it would make sense for them to just reconcile and, and have him come back. But I just don't know if that's possible at this point. Well, let me ask you this, then, because assuming Antonio Brown is not back, you got a new number one wide receiver in town. His name is Juju Smith-Schuster. And you were mentioning about the offense. Will it be as good with? Can it be as good without Brown as with him? Now, I guess here's the realities. We all know that true number one receivers, who you have to game plan around, make everybody else in the passing game better, and they have a huge effect. So, with that said, you subtract Antonio Brown from this mix. Are we sure that Juju Smith-Schuster is a true number one receiver? not a number two masquerading as a number one, because if he is not a true number one receiver, this Steelers passing offense will not take one step back. It will take several steps back. So you're around that team all the time. You watch them all the time. Are you comfortable in the belief that Juju Smith-Schuster is a true number one receiver that defenses will have to game plan around when Antonio Brown leaves? 
Um, no, I'm, I'm not sure of that. And the thing is, they will game plan around him, uh, but he's easier to take out of the game compared to Antonio Brown. I'll give you the perfect example. Was last year down in New Orleans, the end of the season, um, Antonio Brown was bracketed and doubled him every single time he was on the field, and yet he still had a big game, scored the touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, we saw in Week 17. Now, I don't like using this as the prime example because it was such short notice. It was such a strange week. I had a feeling that Antonio Brown was in the game plan until he bailed on the team and then was told he wasn't going to play on Sunday. That kind of changes things in terms of the preparation leading up to the week, but Juju Smith-Schuster was essentially taken out of the game. He did score a touchdown, but uh, even the Bengals, as bad as their defense was last season, they were able to keep Juju Smith-Schuster in check. I think if Antonio Brown does not return next season, then the Steelers' offense is going to have to change. And to believe it or not, it might not be a bad thing. They're going to have to focus on the run, the run game more. Now, the offensive line will pretty much be intact next year. Uh, there is Ramon Foster as a guard, as a free agent, but they have a good backup there. They could step in and start in B.J. Finney. Other than that, they'll all be back. And if they're all back and they're all healthy... I have no problem if the Steelers said, Antonio Brown's not here, we need to be a run-first team. Uh, Last year, Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 5,000 yards, but he also had, I think, maybe the most attempts in the league, and he also had the most interceptions. So if by Antonio Brown leaving, they have to become a little bit more balanced, a little less focused on throwing the pigskin around the yard and controlling the clock, I think that might actually be better for the team and better for the offense. It might not be as entertaining. might not lead to as many points per game. I'm not trying to say it's addition by subtraction because Antonio Brown is, a, in my opinion, a generational talent. But at the same time, I think they could still be functional and still be effective without him. Jeff Hartman, SB Nation, SB Nation, joining us here on SB Nation Radio as we talk all things Steelers. I'm going to ask this question, and I know you may laugh me out of the room, but Mike Tomlin's 192, uh, 125 and 66 in his career with a a better than 65% winning percentage. He's 8 and 7 overall in the playoffs. He's won a Super Bowl gone to another. But a very talented team stayed home this year and has missed the playoffs three other years in Mike Tomlin's tenure despite having a Hall of Fame quarterback and a bunch of Hall of Famers on the roster while he's been there. Is the seat under Mike Tomlin, and we hear all this uh, disharmony as well over the last couple of years with these big-time players and him not being able to control things. Is the seat under Mike Tomlin starting to get a little bit warm? And I know that's almost a sacrilege to say, especially when you factor in how much the Steelers believe in continuity from Noel to Cower to now Tomlin. Is is Mike Tomlin's job in some jeopardy here? Um. You know, I would say that I would say that yes, it's starting to heat up. Is his job in jeopardy? It would have to be a uh, precipitous fall from grace for the Steelers. For instance, if they were to, you know, not just miss the playoffs next year, but have a losing season, and if the locker room, even if they do get rid of Bell and Brown, and the locker room is still as in shambles, and players are kind of doing their own thing and acting out the way that they have been, then I think there's a good chance that that Tomlin could be gone. I, I, there's just been some really damning evidence. Uh, whether it's from, you know, Antonio Brown talking. Well, he, I think when you hear about all the things that they covered up, you know, that Antonio Brown was always late, and that Antonio Brown would skip meetings all the time, and he would not come to walkthroughs, and 
Tomlin just tolerated all of this stuff. It was the 2017 AFC Divisional Playoffs versus the Jaguars. Le'Veon Bell missed a walkthrough before the playoff game, and he didn't miss a snap. Um, you have to think to yourself, there's a, there's a player's coach, and then there's a coach that is really doing too much. And, and I, I know the former player uh, said that Tomlin has a saying, well, I'm going to treat everyone fairly but not equally. And they would say that Antonio Brown shows up every game because he's a big-time player. At the same time, you know, what are you doing to the rest of the team? I feel like Tomlin's lost a little bit a little bit of control, and that's always been the one caveat that he has had in his back pocket. The one arrow in his sleeve is that he's a player's coach. Players love him. He has control of the locker room. Well, this year, with all this stuff that's come out, you feel like that's slipping a little bit. And so if Mike Tomlin can come in this year, get the reins back, especially if Bell and Brown are gone and the circus calms down. If he can get regain the reins of the you know, the horse and carriage, and lead this team back to the playoffs, I think that his job is as safe as anyone in the league. But if they miss the playoffs again, I don't think there's any anything wrong with saying that his seat would be very, very hot. Uh, because I don't think Art Rooney II, who's now in charge, is, is going to tolerate not just losing, but having the Steelers' brand and the Steelers' name turn into what it's turned into. It used to be the, you talked about consistency, uh, you talk about things like um, continuity and strength and leadership hasn't been the case for this team the past few years. So they need to get back to that. And if Tomlin doesn't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing to say that. Yeah, his, his seat will be getting hot. Real quick, I got about thirty seconds. If you were the general manager or the man in charge of the Pittsburgh Steelers, would you consider replacing Mike Tomlin right now? Uh, no, I would not. Not personally. I know there's plenty of wood, but not me. All right. That's fair enough, man. Great stuff, Jeff. Really appreciate the insight into uh, the wild and woolly world of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I have every confidence we'll be talking again soon as uh, we get towards the draft and we get towards free agency and everything else because I expect the Steelers to make some interesting moves that will uh, add to and subtract from their roster. Thanks so much for a few, Jeff. Do appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You got it. Bye-bye. Jeff Hartman from SB Nation joining us here on SB Nation Radio, breaking it all down as it relates to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll tie a bow around the middle hour of three next here on SB Nation Radio. Joe Spano, Bobby Beats with you. Keep it where it is.